Hello all, welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, a podcast for SeedSync.com. I'm your host, R.D. Kulik, and with me after another another long break. You know, this vacation policy I give out here, Ty, it's pretty damn generous. So, that was a Disney World, dude. <laughs> the greatest other host, Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. I, I was in town last week, but some stuff came up. I know you had some stuff. Mm-hmm. But the week before that, I was in Disney World with my family, and I will say... That place is, it is a magical place. I'm glad I went. I don't ever have to go back again. And for your sake, if you're going to go, just go to Hollywood Studios, go to Star Wars. Like, yeah. That place was incredible. No, that's, I've often thought we, oh, it was is years ago. We were, we're going to be talking about the pandemic here, but pre-pandemic, we were down in Fort Lauderdale area, Florida. And I remember my wife asked my son, we weren't going to go to Disney. We were going to go to Universal because all the Simpsons oh, stuff was there. Universal was not. Again, I, I, right now, and I'm in the midst of doing a big basketball preview, but next week is going to be dedicated fully to Disney World. Universal is going to get a scathing review from me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that from a few people. But we asked them, do you want to go to Disney? Do you want to go to Universal? Or do you want to go to the Daytona 500 or Daytona Speedway? And he wanted to go to Daytona. And Good we s- strapped him in the car. He went around that track a few times at 150 miles per hour. That's what he wanted. So That's awesome. Yeah, so, you do what the kids want to do. Yeah. That's why we went to Disney. It was my daughter's birthday, and she wanted to go up there for her birthday yeah and i will say my wife and i didn't have to spend a dime my father-in-law paid for everything so it was a much different experience than i'm sure a lot of people who were there at the same time as me were having and to continue the whole like humble brag i often tell people i've been to aruba i will never go again it's a <laughs> it's a desert island there's nothing on there it's the most beautiful water i've ever seen but when mm. you get in, and we were there a week before christmas it's gorgeous but when you get in the, that beautiful blue water and you just look out, you see huge oil refinery right off of the kind of ruins it, the, the mood. I don't like that. And then Hawaii. I've been lucky enough to go to Hawaii. And I'd go back because I haven't been to the Big Island or Maui, but I've been to Kauai and Oahu. After like three days, I was claustrophobic. I'm like. <laughs> Too many people? No, you just can't. It's a small island. <laughs> you can't leave, yeah. <laughs> <And All right. laughs> especially with Kauai, there's just, or Kauai, there's just one uh, one road around the outside of it. and. Anyway, so there's our humble brag. Look at the cool places we've been. I'll never go again. I do want to say, too, this is the first time I've ever been in Florida, the state of Florida. And getting off the airplane and walking into Orlando, it kind of looked like the airport in Mexico. And I was talking to my wife, who goes to Florida quite a bit. And I was like, I don't think I need to go to Florida. And she said, oh, you're not in Florida proper. And I'm like, yeah, if this isn't Florida proper, I'd rather go to this part of Florida than Florida, Florida. Oh yeah, you got you got to go to Tampa or, no, or no. Tallahassee or Jacksonville. No, I don't want to go to any of those places. <laughs> That's Florida. There's a great line in the show Happy Endings where Dave is talking to his girlfriend Alex. She's buying too many Groupons, and he says, "You know, we have a timeshare in Tampa." And he said, "Tampa's not a place you go; it's a place you end up." And that's how I feel about the state of Florida. So no for for the chagrin to some, but the joy of the other is Ty. This is today we are going to be talking here, I'll let Homer tell you what we're gonna be talking about. Sports, 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 sports. That's it, Ty. Sports, 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 sports. You know how much I love I love coming back on the podcast and getting to talk about sports. And I understand that where half of our audience won't listen, but the other half who's gonna listen is gonna love it, I think, today. Well, for those of you that we've still kept, I'm gonna say we're gonna talk about the pandemic in sports, because Number one, the pandemic's not over. 
It's nope. I, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you that I'm going to get my COVID booster tomorrow. I got mine before Florida and we've tested twice since we've been home from Florida. Yeah. Negative. All of us negative. So, but this weekend, I'm use this as an example. I have never, ever been to a Bengals game. There's really never been a reason to go to a Bengals game, but my son's getting really interested. And also just for the record, I don't care for uh, live pro football. I've been to plenty of high school games. I've been to a lot of college games. And even my wife, I can still see, she, she loves to, just speaking of another Simpsons thing, she loves her seven and five football teams at Purdue. Cause they, <laughs> Purdue's having a good year, so they're five and two right now. Having yeah. a good season. You know what? I got to see the back half of that game against, who the hell did they, Nebraska. Which yeah, I'll, I'll give this up to Purdue. Their mascot went over to the Nebraska mascot with a sign that said, Sorry. we got better corn. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, were, they had like a dance party and the Boilermaker danced way better than the corn. Yeah, ones. yeah. <laughs> I, and I did not watch the Tennessee-Alabama game. From what I hear, though, that that was just off the charts. Just It was it was nuts. But those are exciting. I've been inside those stadiums, those types of stadiums, those big college games and everything. You, uh, you told me when I was a high schooler that – Oh, this Tom Brady's much better than Drew Henson at an Illinois Michigan <laughs> game. And I'm like, you're nuts. Drew Henson's a two sports star, yeah. so you were on that train. Well, I did. I wasn't. I don't think I said at the time. You know that Tom Brady's going to win like seven Super Bowls. No, but you said he was better <laughs> than Drew Henson, and I'm like, nah. And then in about his mid 40s, he's going to go insane. Yes, <laughs> he's already gone insane yeah. this summer. But pro football. So I've been, I mean, we were, I was lucky enough. I lived right next to the Rams stadium back during the mythical St. Louis Rams days when they were the greatest show on turf. And I've been to games. You've been to games there. And I just never cared about pro football. But I was like, you know, if my son wants to, we'll go down there. We'll look at it. And I just got to thinking about, oh, what's going to be the process to go to the stadium? We only went to one baseball game this year that has nothing to do with with any processes has everything to do with the double a quality level of baseball being played in Cincinnati this year. Still have Joey Votto. Yeah. He finds out, I actually, I'll give all the world to Joey Votto. He found out he had a pretty bad shoulder injury and he had to have surgery and he actually tweeted out. He goes, I guess it's my shoulder. I just thought I sucked. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that video of him sitting in the crowd at a Reds game was incredible. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of respect. When I saw that video, I, I liked him already, but I, I had a lot more respect for him when I saw that. But it got me to thinking, because obviously the Bengals are frustratingly worthy of rooting for right now, and all these things of sports, and I just got to talking, and so we're in the midst of the MLB playoffs right now, and then you have the NBA season just started. For the two or three fans we have that care, yes, the NHL season just started, where we're kind of where sports has returned to its normal place. And it got me to thinking about the COVID years, specifically 2020 in sports. And when we talk about some of these champions, we'll talk about 2021. But I remember, and you people could go back to podcasts, I remember us talking about the bubble and talking about, man, I mean, LeBron was focused in. Michael Jordan would have gone undefeated. This is, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the Lakers. They won the title and they won it under yeah. tough circumstances. I remember talking with Tina about tennis, same thing. And as I go, as I move away from it, though, and what really spurred this is the L.A. Dodgers, again, with 111 wins. Uh, yeah. They're not even in the NLCS. Two teams I expected to get beaten the first rounder in the NLCS. Oh yeah, I know. I had I actually had the Mets beating the Dodgers, but I had the Dod- I had the Mets and the Cardinals in the NLCS. <laughs> <laughs> I hoped you were right when I read that. Too. Uh, boy, Cardinals was I wrong. 
hey, when they blew it. I'm all on the Phillies with their eight DHs to see if they can win a World Series. Stan, I want the Padres to win because I like... Uh, no, I do uh, like the Padres. Juan Soto guy. Like, I thought to myself, and even my son was like, well, the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020. And I, I thought about that World Series outside of Justin Turner being a jackass. Stupid idiot. But that season was 60 games, no fans, half the team... Lots of fighting before the season started. Yes, too. yeah. There was, and I'm not going to go into whether or not what we should have done or whatnot. I just want to talk about the competition. Yeah, yeah. And I've argued for the last few years that the Dodgers, they're not winning in the playoffs because they haven't played a competitive game for two months. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Phillies in San Diego, every damn game has mattered for yeah. weeks now in football. Everybody talks about Green Bay gets a first round bye and they're out. And I think again, they're they're not playing they're not playing a competitive game. Whereas mm-hmm. a team like Cincinnati or LA or stuff like that, these teams, their games mattered at the end of the year. Yeah. So I go back to the whole COVID year and you have your and we're gonna start <laughs> with the MLB. And my my the point of this, you read the title of the podcast, is I think the COVID titles are BS. I, I don't I'm not gonna say put an asterisk by them, but I'm no. gonna say put a BS marker by them. If you look at specifically the ones that I'm going to spend most of the second half talking about college football, because I think we all (laughs) forgot how insane that season was. I I didn't forget. (laughs) But Ty, I'm going to read off some of these things, and I'm going to get your reaction to them. So the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series in Texas to have it all controlled. The Lakers won the bubble uh, in Orlando, where you just were. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the 2021 Super Bowl, but it was a 2020 season. The Tampa Lightning won the NHL title. In tennis, you had the big COVID ones because the Australian Open doesn't count. There was no Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. You had Dominic Team who won the U.S. Open, which is his first and only title. Uh, Naomi Osaka, who I'll talk a little bit about, won the women's title. And then the French Open, which was played around now. It's usually played in May. It was played in October. You had Nadal winning and then uh, Iga and Tina's going to kill me, Swiatek. (laughs) winning and i'll talk a little bit about her there were no olympics yep there was no ncaa basketball feel terrible for the university of dayton because man that was a (laughs) time was that dude he could have won it all for them so tell me alabama won the college football yeah that's right so tell me ty am i right to say that well tell me if i'm right to say they're bs and then i'll explain why i think they are i would say yes and no there's certain ones where I do, I totally agree with you. And I think because of the atmosphere, it helped the more talented teams. Cause all you have to do is focus on playing the sport of baseball, basketball, football, hockey, tennis, whatever you're doing. And even in an individual sport, it's going to help them players. There's no travel. So you don't have to worry about jet lag or worried about parrot or stuff like that. Sit every day. So, you know, everybody's healthy, really no injuries. You had this, this unexpected time off. So, when we get to the Lakers title, I'll talk about how I think that helped them. There are certain ones where I totally agree with you and think, oh, this is crazy. Like they won it because of the circumstance or what is happening or because of the talent edge that they had over certain teams. But there are other ones where I think, I think because of that atmosphere, because what they were put into, because we were all thrust into the situation that we should have been prepared for, but we weren't. It, it is even more impressive to me that they won a title. So I'm like, I will debate you on the ones that I think are legit, and I will agree with you on the ones that I agree with you on. Let me start with the Dodgers World Series. Okay. You are the baseball guy. Yeah, well, (laughs) and 
there's obviously something wrong in L.A. I heard somebody said that uh, Roberts, the, the L.A.'s manager, is the Doc Rivers of Major League Baseball. He, uh, he has won one title like <laughs> yeah. Doc Rivers does. <laughs> yeah. And that he, I mean, he can obviously get talent, but he just can't push that talent above. And and it's not him getting the talent. It's the owners. Well, the yeah, yeah, but he can get them to play. And yeah. look, look, their lineup, I always thought the Dodgers' problem was going to be pitching this year. I didn't think it was, I mean, their lineup is an all-star worthy lineup up and down. And yeah. so a few things about the MLB season that year. So they made a couple of rule changes due to COVID. One was that the uh, double headers would be seven innings. Dumbest rule ever. They, they got rid of that. But the other two that they did add was the DH for the National League and then putting the man on second in extra innings. The I didn't D- know that was a rule until this year. Oh, God. I saw it in a... Our our cousin Kelsey was in town last weekend, mm. and I saw it. Shouts out to Kelsey, and I saw the Doctor, Mariners. Doctor Kelsey, Doctor Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> and I saw the Mariners were playing the Astros, I think, or whatever that game that went eighteen mm-hmm. innings. And I said to her, "I'm like, why is there a guy on second on second base?" And she's like, "Oh, they do that now." Yeah. So I didn't know that was a rule until last weekend. Yeah. I look. I'm not going to be that that traditionalist. I don't care that there's a DH in the National League. I'm not. I'm not all angry about that but that's stupid extra runner everybody calls it manfred's man and (laughs) it's but so they made these changes to speed up the game to do this but again no fans which we're talking about safety i understand that but there's something different there's you don't go in i've been to dodger stadium okay and that place is massive and it is loud sure i've been to the metrodome when it was around that place so is that, like sitting inside an airplane hangar where engines are constantly going off. And you're it, looking at a marshmallow. On yeah, top of yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is a quote-unquote home field advantage for some of these places. Totally. I was in Bush this year for uh, the Cardinals playing the Reds, and it rained a little bit like uh, early in the game, and the place was still packed. If it rained, oh, yeah. and look, part of it's a product on the field with Cincinnati, but if it rained, you're lucky if 2,000 people are there. Hell, you're lucky if 2,000 people are there if it's sunny sometimes. <laughs> but I t- you, you called me once from a Reds game, and I think the one you went to this year, and I said, Why, where are you? You're like, oh, me and 200 of my closest friends are watching the Reds. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the line in A League of Their Own where he said, oh, come on, ladies, dozens of people are waiting to watch. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so... My my point is there's no competitive – you're not getting in pitchers' heads or people aren't screaming or famously when me and my buddy Doug went to a Cardinals game and heckled Bobby Bonilla the whole time and dude got two hits, so I can't yeah. – and that was that's not when he was with the Cardinals, when he was with the Mets. But So I, I take that away, and then you put on top of that, again, a very short season. Everybody's kind of together, and I'm going to talk about this with the NBA – you're all susceptible to the same injury things. You're all susceptible to the same travel restrictions. And at the end of the day, that kind of talent is going to win out. You don't have to deal with the other stuff. And yeah. the Dodgers are the most talented team. They've been the most talented team in baseball for 10 years. Totally. And so they grab their title. But you know what? Every other year, and I know people are going to come at me with Houston cheated and they shouldn't <laughs> have that title. But still, you know what? Washington, D.C., the Nationals beat those cheaters. They did. So and yeah. and that DC team was not as good as the Dodgers. But every time <laughs> no. it matters, every time there's pressure, the Dodgers will except the one year, and that's COVID. Now let's yeah, talk so, about oh, okay. Well, I just wanna so I this is one I agree with you on because baseball is such a fickle sport. 
playing it growing up and doing things, you know, I, I fancy myself a pretty good baseball player and I was a pretty good pitcher, but I did, I pitched better at certain parks than I did at other parks. So I understand. So again, I'm, I was never a professional baseball player. I wasn't good enough to play college baseball, but I try to put myself, okay, how would I react and say, you're, you grew up here. Mm-hmm. If I got to pitch, if, if I was in a COVID year and they said, okay, you get to pick between ball and ballpark or Ellisville ballpark, where would you pick? I always played better at ball and ballpark because that was my quote unquote home ballpark. So I would pick there every time. I think because it had to be controlled and I get it. Scientists said, this is the safest way you can do it. You shouldn't be playing at all, but scientists said, this is the safest way to do it. So you get a controlled area where everybody's contained. It's a bubble, just what the NBA said. It's a bubble, but the Dodgers, they are the the Yankees, except they the Yankees won mm-hmm. all the time. The Yankees didn't wield under pressure. They got these big name players and they delivered. The Dodgers, their only title in the past since my son was born is this COVID one, and it feels kind of fluky to me. Didn't they beat like the Rays yeah, in the Tampa. World Series that you yeah. did too? I could I can't name I can't name one player on the Rays right now. Oh, uh, uh, probably probably ninety percent of those guys aren't on the Rays right now. Anyways, <laughs> okay, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know who they had back then. Who was so good or Wander Franco. That name's familiar. Yeah. I, <laughs> right, no, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup or anything. <laughs> but I, I do tend to think that I do know players on the Dodgers. I know who Mookie Betts is. I know who Justin Turner is. I know I'm sure he wasn't on I don't think he was on the team then, but I know Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I know Will Smith. I know Clayton Kershaw. I think because you have all these stud players in this area, no injuries, nothing bad's gonna happen, no travel. Talent wins out. That that's what happens. Talent is my son's playing football right now. They actually played Lafayette, your alma mater mm-hmm. high school. Lafayette's junior football league has three different levels. And Miles' team has beaten the B and the C team. And they finally played the A team. And the A team wiped the floor with them. Dad, I don't know what's going on. I said, they're just more talented than you guys. You guys played hard. Just Lafayette's more talented than you guys. And that's at fifth grade level. So I look at this Dodgers title like, oh, they were the varsity playing against every other team's junior varsity mm-hmm. in that bubble in Texas. I love that. Baseball's thing was in tech. That whole baseball 2020 season was a disaster. No, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so ter- And guys like uh, Buster Posey, he didn't even play. No. Yeah, he sat out. Smart. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, and he's there was other stars too, but it was it was just so stupid. And then let's uh, let's end this first half with the NBA because I thought the NBA bubble was cool as hell. And, it was the best. I think they did it. Them in the NHL did it the best yeah. way. And, you know, we'll, we'll lump the NHL because you're right. It's a little similar. But it's I, I thought it was cool as hell. I think they innovated with the whole play-in tournament concept, mm-hmm. which they're keeping, which is good. Yeah. But something feels wrong to me about that Lakers title. And I'm going to tell you what it is because at the time I, I was. I was really play, praising LeBron. And I'm like, he's locked in. And this is like Michael Jordan before he made Space Jam and da-da-da. But that is unfair. LeBron James is not Michael Jordan. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he's not a psychopath like that. No, and he's not. <laughs> I think I go back. You look at that Lakers team. And especially you look at Anthony Davis. He was healthy. And he could stay healthy. There was no travel. They were able. It was very, very controlled. That was perfect for a player like him. That 100%. It's, you know, everybody's kind of on the same level. And you've got guys like Giannis who is ready to make that jump. But he's not going to make that jump inside this controlled bubble. Milwaukee oh, also had a whole ordeal going on with yes. that gentleman being shot by the police officer. In yes. I'm watching a show right now. And spoiler alert for uh, for people who are, but it is the first season. It's about midway through. The show's called For All Mankind, and 
it's kind of like a retelling of history of the um, the NASA Apollo missions. Like, what if Russia landed there first? And then what if Russia put a woman on the moon? It's on Apple TV. But there's a whole sequence now that Russia and the U.S. are fighting for the moon where they're trying to build moon bases. And there's an accident, so the astronauts on the moon base are there for a long time. They're there for, like, months. And wow. one of them, he has to stay there himself, so he's going to be there alone for a few days. And a horrible, horrible tragedy happens at home with his kid. And this idea of he can't do anything. He's on the moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, he's in this controlled environment. You talk about the Milwaukee thing. They can't do anything. They're, they're stuck yeah. here. So yeah, it's like, what does that do to you where LeBron just had basketball? Anthony Davis yeah. was healthy. They could easily do it. And then you see what's happened afterwards when the mm-hmm. Lakers actually have to play a season. And mm-hmm. when they don't have that control, I just, I, I don't know. I find that, that, uh, title <laughs> fluky. See, I think that title, that's one that I think is legit because of the environment, because of what's going on, because basketball is so socially conscious with what they have going on. Milwaukee had an impossible situation. That gentleman was shot by a police officer, wrongfully so. The police officer, I believe, was just just got indicted or something. I don't know. Something happened recently with the police officer. Milwaukee had an impossible situation. I also think... They got rid of the eight lowest teams. They only sent 22 teams to the bubble. So you had the best teams playing the best teams. This isn't a thing where talent's going to win out or be, you know, over dominant. I will say the Lakers had a nice play. Every, every team who wins a title has a nice playoff run when they beat the hell out of whoever they played in the first round. They got to face the Nuggets in the, in the West Finals that year where Jamal Murray was going off, but Michael Porter Jr. was hurt. Nikola Jokic, who... I think is wildly overrated, but he wasn't the player that yet that he's considered to be now. And Denver had a shot to make that a much closer series if Anthony Davis wasn't making shots. And then they played the Heat in the finals. And mm-hmm. the Heat are a team who are built for that environment. But I think the Heat could go play over in Saudi Arabia and win. That's just what they do. That's their culture of basketball. Well, I, th- I think Spolstra <laughs> is the second best coach in the NBA. Yeah, behind Greg Popovich, yes, yeah. obviously. But, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you look at that Lakers roster, and that was a really well-constructed roster. You have LeBron, you have Davis, you have guys like Rajon Rondo, Kentavious Caldwell, Pope, Talon Horton Tucker, Kyle Kuzma. These guys are all good players, and now you look at the roster now, and people, you're saying, and I hear other people say, oh, that's a fluky title. They shouldn't have won that. It was a perfect situation for them. They don't have those guys. No, anymore. you're right. You're Alex right. Caruso's gone. Kyle Kuzma's gone. Contavious Caldwell is gone. All these guys have moved on because I love LeBron James, the player and the person. I do not like LeBron James, the GM. I knew last year Russell Westbrook wasn't going to work on this team. You look at the roster now, and I do hear people, oh, they got young guys. They got young guys like Lonnie Walker. Kendrick Young, none. They still have Russell Westbrook. They are bringing in Thomas Bryant. These guys are fine players, but they're not the players you're going to win a title with. The roster they had in 2020, even if this horrific pandemic hadn't started, I think they would have won the title that year because their roster is built so well. And I think that's the problem moving forward now. It's not the environment that the Lakers played in. It's the roster construct. Their roster was so well put together that fit around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And yes, it helps to not have to travel because you don't get hurt. You don't get tired. You don't miss nights. Nobody was taking games off because they were the first people who got to go away from their homes. We were all, you stay in place, you, you quarantine at home. They got to go away. So I think having that relief of basketball was a great distraction for them. I put a lot of weight behind that title because it was a, I mean, the NBA season was three quarters of the way over before the pandemic hit. So the fact that they took months off and still 
played basketball and still win for that environment and the Lakers still won. I, I put weight behind that chair. Oh, well, all I know is that we wouldn't have the pandemic if it wasn't for Rudy Gobert touching all those microphones. <laughs> that, my <laughs> wife said her new favorite player after all that is him because he was just an idiotic 20, you know, like 20 year old touching microphones <laughs> and then like hugging all his teammates. Donovan Mitchell gets COVID and now look at where the Utah Jazz are now. Rudy Gobert's gone. And Rudy Gobert is a great basketball he is, player he is. and you will only be remembered for what he did mm-hmm. <laughs> right before, right as the season was getting shut down. Hello all, this is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, before we get into football and the absolute cluster mess that the NFL and college season both were that year, I think it was the only time in history that there had been a football game played in every day of the week. Not in the same week, but there were games on Tuesday, there was games on Friday. When They were just trying to get them in. I do want to give a shout out because we do have fans of this about tennis. And I said at the beginning again, you had the Australian Open. A lot of people forget in 2020... The year started off where we were like, do you know half of the country of Australia is on fire right now? <laughs> yeah. And it was a situation where when they started the Australian Open, you could see like the the dust in the in the sky from the fires. It was exactly. just insane. But something happened. By the time the pandemic hit, one of the first big sporting events canceled was a tournament at Indian Wells, one of the biggest tennis tournaments outside of the major four. And then the NCAA basketball tournament was canceled and just it's it kind of st- and then Rudy Gobert touched everything and just steamrolled <laughs> from there. But the the next big tennis tournament was the French Open and they did not play it. And then Wimbledon for the first and only second time in its history, the other time was World War II when London was being bombed, canceled their tournament. And then the U.S. Open went on in that bubble setting. And it was that U.S. Open was well known, I think, for kind of two things. One was Novak Djokovic beating the kid with the ball. That guy's an ass. He is. That was an accident, but he did get bounced out of that tournament. And Nadal did not play because of COVID. I mean, he didn't have it. He just wasn't going to do it. Uh, Federer didn't play. A lot of these big names. So for the first time in forever, you had a different guy not named Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal win. And um, that was Dominic Team. But the women... So you guys can listen to the stuff I talked with Tina about Naomi Osaka and her career. But 
during that bubble, I think in a lot of ways I said about LeBron, she was focused. And it was one of those things where you didn't just have the pandemic. You had the Black Lives Matter protests coming out. Mm -hmm. And Osaka came out every single match with a face mask that had the name of an African-American who had been killed by the police or authorities or something. Famously in the final, Tamir Rice. And she was just focused and just murdered everybody. Yeah, she crushed (laughs) through that tournament. So I'm not going to say any of these titles, fluky or not, but just have to look at it. From the women's side, though, then the French Open was played in October, which is strange because that's very different temperature in October than it is in May. And they had some night. uh, They had a few fans and nothing big. Uh, You had Nadal ended up beating Djokovic. Uh, I think Nadal never lost a set in that thing. Again, this kind of focused mentality. And then some unseated, I need to get this right, not unranked, they're all ranked, but unseated woman, Iga Suantek, won. And I joked, I think, at the time with Tina about, like, well, it's a nobody. I mean, there's nobody in the tournament, nothing big. She won. She's not going to be anything. She is now the number one player in tennis and has oh, won multiple okay. titles since then. So, yeah, no, I don't. So I'll take I'll take that back. She has obviously proven herself to be something. But football tie, yeah. So we'll start with the NFL here, okay? Yeah. For any sport to handle it as absolutely poorly as humanly possible, leave it to the NFL. Of course, Roger Goodell's a moron. <laughs> now this is the first year that Tom Brady is in Tampa. You, so weird. you had the, um, what's their names? Uh, Kansas City had won the Super Bowl that mm-hmm. earlier in the year, obviously before COVID. Patrick Mahomes is this new ascendant being in the NFL. The Bengals have their star guy, but no offensive line. So after like week mm-hmm. six, he's out with a knee Towards injury. ACL, right? yep. yeah. And the entire Bengals football Sisyphean task repeats itself again. So there's some people in stadiums or some people not in stadiums. Some games get moved because somebody has COVID and they keep moving. Is there anything you remember of note of that NFL season? I remember turning on a game. I love college football, as you all well know, on this podcast. I do not watch the NFL hardly at all anymore. This started in about 2018 or 2019. But out of pure curiosity, I turned on a game because I wanted to see what the stadium looked like. And I turned on a Vikings-Packers game because I'm a Packer fan. You're a Viking fan. I wanted to see what was going on. I love that the quarterbacks of the teams we root for are all super anti-vax also, which <laughs> is nuts. But I turned on the thing. Not, not turned- Joe Burrow. He's the wokest of all of them. I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> You've been, you, you're still a Vikings fan. What are you talking I about? Know. They, <laughs> I know. I assume the Vikings don't have a quarterback. Okay. That's the best way to go about it. I mean, he is the one. I, now, I could go on and on about Aaron Rodgers and his stupid I'm – immunized or whatever but for kirk cousins to say if i die i die like screw you dude you're horrible hey you see anybody. uh product of uc sauce gardner he uh he he kind of rubbed He's it in aaron Rodgers. sauce gardner's awesome i love that <laughs> but anyway i turned on that vikings packers game and the whole feeling i got even watching the bubble was just eeriness there's nobody in the stadium they have and i'll talk a lot more about this in college football because i did watch a lot of college football there's cardboard cutouts of people. Oh, yeah. The people who got to go to the game were family members, individuals you've been in a bubble with, you've been quarantining with, you know, throughout this whole time. And I could hear all the the play calling on the field. You'd hear the quarterback, you know, yelling check or saying 52 is the middle linebacker. Or doing all, And it was just weird. And it felt like preseason football the whole season long. 
all the cancellations, all the pushback, all the, oh, we're going to do this game this time. And I don't buy conspiracy theories. There's very few that I believe are, are true or whatever. But I do have a feeling, this sneaking suspicion that the NFL is so in love with Tom Brady. He went to Tampa Bay. The Patriots aren't any good that year. Tampa Bay is a Super Bowl contender. The Super Bowl is played in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. Florida allows more people to come to the game, so they get more of a home field advantage. Kansas City, who knows what was going on with their O line and who had uh, COVID. Patrick Mahomes had, had his COVID. worst game ever. He and he was, had an ankle injury, mm-hmm. and I'm fully of the belief that the NFL only tested O and D linemen and people who weren't superstars. So the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, even the Patrick, I want Patrick Mahomes in there. I'm sure they weren't tested daily like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if they had sniffles and like, oh, it's just a cold. Oh, you're fine. Man. This whole Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. Rob Gronkowski comes along. Mike Evans is ascending as a receiver. Leonard Fournette is finally figuring football out in the NFL. It's just a little too, what's the word I'm looking for here? A little too coincidental. Yeah, the it- Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is the face of the NFL. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. And they, they didn't just beat the Chiefs. They destroyed oh, yeah. the Chiefs. It was, it was we terrible. Were, well, in, in 2020, February 2021, we were starting to see our folks again. My, our mom and dad were coming to our house. We were going to their house. And they came over to watch the Super Bowl. And our dad and I were just like, this is not a good game at all. Mm. It was a bad game. And, you know, I think the NFL, they, they needed Tom Brady to be the face of, oh, look, at even in this COVID year, Tom Brady's still winning Super Bowl. And he's got his best bud, Rob Gronkowski. And I just, I, the whole thing. And Bruce Arians was like a good story because I think he had just recovered from cancer or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't, it, it was just a little too coincidental. I completely hear what you're saying. And it was just, it was just a, t- the biggest thing I took from it is, yeah, none of the big stars were ever testing positive. And, no. and they're moving. Never, Aaron Rodgers didn't miss any games because he no. was out taking ayahuasca. Or yeah, yeah. And, Screw Aaron Rodgers forever, oh. by the way. Like, I cannot stand that. It makes me not like the fact that he's their quarterback. So let's, you want to talk about chaos, let's talk about the college football season. It was a mess. And I will be the first to admit, as I, as I read through this, I completely forgot. Now, fill in any of the gaps, but essentially it's like, are we going to play college football? How are we going to do this? And Let's remember we are we are in in the throes of the pandemic now. There are yeah. hundreds of thousands of people that have died. It's accelerating. We have an awful awful election going on. There are yep. no vaccines yet. There is I mean the amount of testing is nil to none. And mm-hmm. so leave it to the SEC to be like we're going to have all of our games and our stadiums are going to be packed. So stupid. <laughs> but then <laughs> But then the Big Ten, the Pac-12, a couple other smaller conferences like, we're not doing this crap. And as a matter of fact, I want to give a really big shout out to some athletes in the Pac-12 who basically said, if you're going to make us play football, you're going to guarantee us health care. You're going to give us this. You're going to give us that. Tell me your thoughts on that season. It shouldn't have been played. All due respect to FBS or FCS, pardon me, Division I AA and the HBCUs and all that who pushed it to spring. I know football is not a spring sport, but they did that as safe as you could. Again, there should have been no sports played. I understand that. Did I watch? Absolutely, I watched. But there should have been no sports played that in 2020, and then maybe should have pushed it. But they should have pushed if they were going to play, if they were so hell-bent on getting it done, play in the spring. Play football in the springtime. I'm a diehard, lifelong Michigan fan, as everybody knows who listens to this podcast. And their first game of the year, they're on TV. They're playing Minnesota at night. It's two ranked teams. 
the announcers are doing everything they can, feel the atmosphere, and then they cut to the crowd. There's nobody there. It's just cardboard cutouts and empty stands. And there's just this, again, the word I keep going back to when I think of 2020, you know, the end of 2020 and end of 2021, is just this eeriness. There's something off. There's something not right. And I know Michigan from that season because they finished two and four. And they didn't play their last two games because, as many other teams found that year, is they didn't have enough healthy players. No, they didn't play Ohio State that year. It no, was the first time in like over 100 years those two did not yep. play. And it's hilarious to me that all the Ohio State fans are, oh, Michigan's ducking us. It's like we're in the midst of a pandemic. Like I don't think you understand how uh, we're a family-friendly podcast, so I'm not going to say the word I want to, but how messed up everything was in that time. And you know, I remember seeing Trevor Lawrence not playing against Notre Dame for Clemson because he had tested positive for COVID, but he was on the sideline with his team. Like, what on earth are you doing here? What What, what is the point of any of this if you're not going to follow the rules? And yeah, I remember when the SEC's commissioner came out, we're going to play games and we want our stadiums at least at 75%. I'm like, are you just trying to prolong this? Like, we at that point, it was so dire and... I understand. I fully understand. We're, the pandemic is not over. It's still going on. You can say we're in later stages of it or whatever. But we also do. have more testing and we have vaccines <laughs> yeah, and we even yeah, have medications. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we have There's something. But the whole fact of that. And then you, I'm watching the college football playoff and this is supposed to be a big, big deal. And again, there's 20 percent capacity in the theater in the theater in the stadium. And you get to the national championship game and it's Alabama who I think played eight or nine games against Ohio state who I think played five or six games. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you Ty. These are the final. Yes. Alabama won. Alabama won. Yeah. And, uh, and Dante Smith was great. And I do think that title was legit because I think Alabama would have beaten anybody. No matter well, what so I'm going to read you the final records of here. I'll do, I'll do a couple of, I'm taking these from the top 25 at the end of the year. So Alabama ended 13 and up. Oh, so they did play a full season. Yes. All right. Number two, Ohio State ended seven and one. Seven two, and one. Right. two of those games were playoff games. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Clemson and yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh Clemson ten and two. Notre Dame ten and two. Who actually played they, in a conference that year? Yeah, they played in the ACC. Played, I forgot they played in a conference yeah. that year. Let's see, you've got uh, all your SEC teams, Georgia eight and two, Cincinnati nine and one. And then you go down the twelfth team in the country is Indiana at six and two. You, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, oh, here is when everybody loves Liberty ten and one, uh, Miami eight and three, USC five and one. Five and one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. I mean, Michigan, Michigan was two and four. Yeah. I remember it vividly because they only played six games. And then the next year, Michigan goes to the college football playoff. That's what I was going to say. In in the twenty one twenty two season, watching that. I remember sitting there watching like Michigan season all season thinking, wow, it's crazy that the big house has full capacity. This is this it, people are going to get sick. But the bad side of me are, you know, the angel devil on your shoulder. The devil side of me was like, I love that the stadium is full again. That's how Michigan Stadium is supposed to look. We were still we're, we're still two plus years later. We're still figuring things out. But last 2021, especially this year, 22, I've been to NBA games. I've been to college football games. I, I started going back. I've been to the movie theater. I've been to concerts. But it took me this amount of time to do that. But seeing people in the crowd at Michigan games, and yes, they go from two and four to having Joe Milton at quarterback and a bunch of people I never heard of to Cade McNamara, who's not even their starter now, <laughs> leading them to the college football playoffs. And, and they're better Aiden, now, I think. Well, and Aiden Hutchinson, <laughs> I don't know about that. This uh-huh. has been super easy this yeah. year. But Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson was the Heisman finalist. Like, yeah. last year... 
they had a regular college football season. You had the Heisman ceremony in, in, in New York, like they do. And you had the playoff and stadiums were full. And I think you're right. I think with the NHL and NBA and major league baseball in the playoffs and college football, the midway point, the NFL at the third, at the third level, whatever you want to call that right now, their season, like sports are for lack of a better term, back to normal. We're not back to normal, but they're back to a new normal. Now sports are starting when they're supposed to start now where 2020 was, was so weird. And again, I think Alabama was the just champion, but they played a, a team who only played eight games in the champion and they ran rough shot over them in that game. They destroyed them in that game. Yeah. And I, something I want to say too, I talked about how Buster Posey sat out a couple of other big a lot time of players. guys opted out. I remember yeah. that season. Yeah. And I know that's what I say. I know a lot of big 10. So let's go to the defending champions the ones that won the 2019 college uh, playoff was lsu the super Joker, offense Joker, and all them yeah so burrow obviously jamar chase wasn't eligible for the draft he opted out that year because i remember vividly coming into that next year's draft where the Bengals definitively needed offensive line help and a lot of <laughs> people the jamar chase <laughs> well but a lot of people thought chase was the best athlete in the draft but he fell to five or six or whatever because they're like does he take football seriously because he sat out COVID. now i'm forever grateful for those teams <laughs> that did not take them but again you're talking about Defending national champion, I think Chase had the record for most reception touchdowns ever at he the time. He had a video game yeah. stat line that year. Yeah, and he sat out. And then uh-huh. LSU, now they, it says here, LSU went 5-5. Five and five. It says here that they um, they had a self-imposed postseason ban, so that's a whole nother story. I wonder if yeah, that has to do with the Ed Oregon being a creeper or something like that. It's something with that, but also, and again, this is what makes the NCAA so ridiculous, is Odell Beckham was in the locker room at 2019, yeah. and he was handing out thousands. Of, but he went to school there. You could <laughs> just say, oh, it's a donation to the school. Yeah. NCAA is so stupid. So that's that's the COVID year. That's me. I just wanted to rant. I actually changed the topic at the last minute because I got so mad about the Dodgers sucking again. Not that I like the Dodgers. I'm just tired. No, no, no. <laughs> and they don't stink. They won 111. Uh, but I, I do want to ask you. So you think we'll we'll talk? We'll put tennis in there. We'll put because I I don't watch tennis. I watch very little baseball. I don't watch hockey at all. I do think Alabama was the right championship for college football, and I do think the Lakers were the right champion. For, you don't think any of those teams – and again, I know you said at the top, no asterisks. You just think it's kind of fluky that they all won that year? I, I think we're going to look back, and when history writes this time, I think we're going to look back at Brady's win in Tampa, LeBron's one title in L.A., and I think it's only going to be one. Um, they looked real bad on oh. Thursday night. <laughs> I, it's one game, one of eighty-two. No, I know, but still, it's I. I think I think that Dodgers win. I think we're going to look back, and there's going to be this hole in sports where now Alabama. You're right, and like I said, in the case of tennis, Suantec, that was just the beginning of her jumping off. But I think for the and the Tampa Bay Lightning and hockey, they've been pretty good for a while now. Again, I, yeah. I I live in St. Louis. <laughs> won the Stanley Cup in 2019. I can't name one yeah. St. Louis Blues player. <laughs> yeah, I can name a lot of older Blues players. But that's oh yeah, <laughs> Brett Hall immediately comes to mind. Yeah. I don't know. See, this is the type of knowledge I wish I didn't have because mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, and another name that comes to mind when I think of hockey, and I think from all I've heard, this guy's not that good a dude. But Chris Pronger always comes to mind because he's oh. always fighting people. 
Yeah, I don't know if he's bad guy. I don't maybe know. He was, maybe he was just like, what do they call them, enforcers in hockey yeah. or whatever? So maybe that that's why I, I think we go back and we look, and it's not going to be – it's not going to be like Alabama that look, this is a great team. They took this situation. I mean, look, they played twice as many games as Ohio state. Okay. That's what it comes yeah. down to. <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, and like, I will say from what you were telling me, cause we talked about this yesterday when you, you called me to change the subject and I don't care about any mm-hmm. of that stuff, but look at the Lakers. Now mm-hmm. the Dodgers were in You're the right. playoffs, but well, I'm just saying the Dodgers were in the playoffs and they should be, but they're out. Tampa Bay is three and three. Alabama, they're seven and one or six and one, maybe, but that game against Tennessee last week really showed a lot of scars. So there are signs that maybe it was right, right place, right time, but still, I'm not. The Dodgers title and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers won two weird and talent went out, but Alabama and LA, I think, like I said, I think are just. And I'll go out on a more positive note because I think there are some things we learned during the pandemic and especially when it comes to college football. I believe we were on the path, but I believe it got accelerated for the NIL, the name and likeness, because of that 100%. COVID year. Or the transfer, the transfer portal, because they allowed basically these – because before, right now, for people that don't know, if you're a coach, you could leave right now and go to another team. But if you were yeah, a player, you had to sit out for a year. and A whole year. Yeah. <laughs> so the concept of the NIL and transfer portal, I think, have been good for college football. I think they've been totally very agree. good. And I totally. think that comes from this. You mentioned those Pac-12 players. Who's, yeah. I think them stepping up. And credit to Northwestern for years ago trying to start a union. Yes. This stuff has been going on, and it's finally – these college athletes are finally starting to reap some of the awards. And all these – for the Tom Izzo's and Dabo Swinney's and Nick Saban's mm. to come out and complain about it, screw you guys. Old man you yelling at cloud. Exactly. Uh-huh. You guys can leave whenever you want and get paid millions upon millions. These kids are your workhorses. They should be getting paid as well. Let Dion coach your teams now. hundred <laughs> percent. God, I love it. I did not like him at all when he was a player, and I love like, old Dion Sanders now. Yeah. He's my favorite. All right, Ty. Well, when uh, people need to contact you about a character reference for Dion to be coached, where are they going to find you? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T-Y. K-U-L-I-K, that's all lowercase. Come read my stuff on SeatSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. I may take time away from the podcast, but I'm always writing on SeatSing. <laughs> and when I do go out of town, you take up, you pick up the slack for me and you mm. write. So we got lots of stuff, like I said. Oh, to be middle. fair, I only wrote like two original articles. So. <laughs> well, there's two originals to that. But no, I'm doing my two-week-plus NBA preview right now, and I'm going to start writing about Disney World next next week. So come read that stuff on SeatSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. You can hear me on a few episodes of Chucklehead Chat. I've actually been in contact with the guy who hosts that. I think I'm going to be on one here in the in the near future. Most importantly, listen to me on this podcast, the X Millennial Man Podcast. Rate, review us, check out our Patreon, and as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we repeat all that. Seed saying X Millennial Man, and I go back to what I said at the beginning. I'm not going to tell you to go get boosted, but it's going to be a rough winter if you're not. No, I got mine. <laughs> so that's that's just what I'll say, and it's going to be chaos like that college football season. But uh, yeah. and chaos college football, like I said, it's it's looking like a video game right now, and it's, it's pretty some, crazy. Some exciting games. So. With all that being said, we thank you for your ears. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we're here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And that's it, Ty. I'm going to – well, we're recording this early, so I've got my dog Thursday night football game. But then 
Who's Michigan play this weekend? They're off. They have oh, to play okay. this week. But there is uh, UCLA and Oregon play. That's oh, going to be the big game yeah. weekend. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.